It won't take too long to get through the first two, but man, the last one's a doozy. Here we go. You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Oh my God. Listen up, ragamuffins. We encourage each and every one of you to drink deeply from the cup that is Fair Riverdale. Your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello. Brian of Hobo. Welcome to Thistle House. Shove it, hell. The devil went down to Riverdale and he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind and he was way behind, but KPP is willing to make a deal. We're back with more Riverdale talk, and my name is Jordan. Hello. I'm Cliff Barnes. Seth. River Vale, I mean. River, River Vale. Vail. We're still in the Vale. Yeah. And at this point, I was like, what the heck is going on? I think we ended Just the last. Well, Normally, we were two episodes into the Vale, and I was like, where, where have we gone wrong? Like. <laughs> <laughs> TT Before, just walked into the swamp or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's the weeping woman, yes. Before we jump in, we have an announcement. The CW officially announced the renewal of several new shows. There's some still hanging in the balance. But as of this moment, Riverdale is coming back for a season seven. More now, new Dale on the way. Set off your bombs and everything and your fireworks. And... <laughs> but uh, I... When I heard this earlier in the week, I was a little surprised. I was like, wow, we got to keep doing <laughs> 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 And then I went back and watched episode 100. I had not watched the 99 and 100. I had not watched them yet. And I, and I realized why. Like, I realized that how, could, how do you not? After that, how do you not renew it? This this train's still rolling. So anybody that has that is only up to date with where we are right now, getting ready to review episode ninety eight. Uh, if you haven't seen episode one hundred, stop the tape, stop the tape, and catch up because I was not caught up until just a couple hours ago, and I I'm still trying to come down off that high. So we're going to break it all down. Well, these are, we've had plenty of time to watch these. So I feel like our listeners have been raring to go. They want to hear our, our, our discussion about this. So this was uh, season six, started with this five episode kind of mini series event, uh, kind of event, kind of an alternate reality, River Vale, you know, uh, kind of a Twilight Zone horror story thing. So we, we've already talked about the first two of those. So we are on to season six, episode three at the moment. Let's see if we can make heads or tails of my notes. So we get the Jug Dub at the beginning. He's always coming in, talking. I remember we got an old, old folk tale, tale called I The think Devil's makes Holiday. A good story. It's called The Devil's Holiday. And in it, the, the devil, devil visits, visits a, small a small town in different guises in order to collect lost souls and sow the seeds of destruction and despair. Yeah, there it is. 
Now, there are many different versions of this folktale, but in the one I'm imagining, the name of the town is Rivervale, and the devil that visits it can take any number of guises. So Pops, Jim, <laughs> is broke. And Pop says, no, pay next time. No, you keep that. You pay me uh, next time, Because you know, he's just a good guy. Thank you, Pop. You know, Pop cares about the guy coming in. He needs something to I don't know about that. <laughs> Is, uh, you know, Tabitha, she's less like he got a big heart. And the uh, guy out the window scares Pop. And has a heart attack. He has a heart attack. Poor Pop. He's got a big heart. That's what happened. Explodes. So, at the Pembroke, because the is going to be the biggest thing in the Vale since what, Cliff? I don't remember. No, you don't need to remember. What? What's the biggest thing since what? I'm lost. Maple syrup! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where do you think we are? Mm. Jeez. See, it's been too. It's been yeah, so that. long. I've forgotten. <laughs> uh, over at the Coopers, in FBI athletic wear, Juggy Betty gets the call. The lights flicker, and Glenn says, "They got TBK. They got the trash bag killer." But but we're seeing some lights flicker and some weird stuff starting to happen. Uh, back Unless to we not forget, Archie's dead. We don't have to deal with Archie. At oh yeah, that's long, right. So. Yeah, they killed him off at the in the first episode of this yeah, thing, yeah. and he's hasn't come back. He he ate that sin pie and was no more. <laughs> at the Pembroke, they're watching TV and they see the thunder on RIVW news, say, calling the casino Babylonia Casino is an abomination, and the town is damned and doomed. Sounds bad. Uh, it's Cooper's. She's talking about it's going to lead to drunks and whoremongers. And Veronica's trying to tell her it's a legit business. Calm down. She's like, I can't calm down. I'm the thunder. Yeah, this is like her back to that original season one. Yeah, like season one. Straight out of season one. Absolutely. Except she's not, now she's on TV instead of the, the newspaper. So we got... Casino, Reggie's, uh, the staff, and he just looks at the shit. this. This, oh, this, now I remember. This is where they were talking about. For they're showing both conversations. They show, they show Thunder getting mad. Veronica's like, it's legit. And then you show Reggie talking to the staff, and he goes, okay, none of what we do here is legit. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. I I remember thinking this was hilarious, and uh, Veronica's like. We're follow all the rules to the letter. And Reg is like, we got tipped roulette wheels, phony dice, magnetized slot machines. I was like, who calls them phony dice? They're loaded dice. What are you talking about? Phony dice. This is River Vale. They got right, phony yeah. dice. <laughs> Veronica's like, there's going to be limits on drinks. Reg says, ply them with the booze. <laughs> <laughs> Got gaming control counts chips. Scoop a third off the top of the chips. Use it to pay the politicians, banks, and union leaders. Like, he's not messing around. He just lays it out like it is. So at the hospital, we got 
Blue Cipher. Mm. I like that. Blue Cipher. Visits Tabitha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, gotta love a, a pun in there. Uh, visits Tabitha. He wants Pop Soul. Terrence Tate. Terrence Tate. I wrote down, did we know that? Did we ever I don't know think we his did. real name? I'd never mm-hmm. heard Terrence Tate, but of course he's a TT. One They're more. all TTs. Yeah. yeah. Who, one thing uh, is, who else's soul would you want in Riverdale? Pops. Oh, Pops has got to have the best. One soul. with the biggest heart. Tack or no? Tabas says not for sale. Well, we find out that his dad, Pops' dad, did sold his soul for the diner, and he gave his soul to save. Pops gave his soul to save great grandpops' soul. Now it's Tabitha's turn. It's like, it's like, what do you get out of this, Lou Cipher? You're not taking any of these souls. You're just taking the promise. When they die, that's when you get them. That's when you take the soul. Uh, he does not know how to run a business. <laughs> so they better decide soon because his heart could get up, give out at any minute. I think they decide the soul for the diner. Is that what they decide? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds don't, right. They, try to think too hard about any of this. So, Lou Cypher talks to Kev. What if I say that I can make that happen for you? Fame, money, being a star. Why don't I give you a taste? Then we can discuss the finer details. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Says he's going, it's he's at the casino, he's going to make him a star. Sign. Yeah, immediately. Kev takes no time. I Kev, his soul already belongs to like 15 other cults and religions. Yes. So <laughs> if you put a piece of paper in front of me, he's like, yes. He's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait I think I have one. I think I took a picture of the contract. Then you're off to New York for a six week run of the. I got I got a look. It's worth it. Jackman. I'm sorry, Fangs. What are you doing? Very funny, Kev. I'm Finn, your manager and your boyfriend. Typically, I tell you your schedule, and then we go have amazing sex in the Babylonian champagne suite. Remember? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I do. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Agreement that Kevin Keller do hereby make over to the bearer of this agreement all my right title and appurtenance in the shadow called my soul. This contract applies to the contract applies to the eternity of time. Death cannot unbind nor the unnatural forces of the world reach the agreement made here. This contract cannot be disputed. Any matters of question must be taken up between the soul bearer and the soul taker. Without condition or qualification, the soul sign below belongs to the soul taker without regard to circumstance for all eternity. This is Kevin Keller on there. I would have Archie's mom read that over to make sure the legal, the legal <laughs> stuff is correct. I was like, Kevin, he do, do not care. He gets up there and starts singing Wayne Newton. Doe in the Carlton. It's not unusual. Uh, then we get Finn. They call him Finn now. Fangs is now his manager slash boyfriend in in this like. It's what this is one of those scenes where he's singing 
he hasn't yeah. really signed it yet. It's like you see the future, the past, all at once. Everything's happening all at once. But he's like his manager <laughs> slash boyfriend. He tells him his schedule. Then they do it in the champagne suite. Oh, man. I got a note on that. Uh, in the comics, Fang's first name was either Edward or Fred, depending on the story. <laughs> so I don't know where they got Finn, but... It's a lot more updated than Fred. <laughs> Nobody goes by Fred. <laughs> that's, a, that's an old name. That's like Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lou has a book of names, and you see he's like checking them off. So he checks off Kev. There's still T. Tate, Betty, Reg, and Jay Jones. So T. Tate. You know, just depends which T Tate he can yeah. get to agree to this. Uh Lou is winning. Um Blackjack. She V shuts him down. He tells her he'll get a soul Saturday night. Uh Veronica tells Reggie. Reggie gets the money they need from the devil for his soul and says, You can take this guy. I don't know what that was about. Who? What guy? I don't know. Anyway, we get to the trash bag killer interview with Betty. She want she gets first crack at him as always. You know, she wants to know if absolute evil exists. That's her question. That's the first. That's what you ask the trash bag killer. Yeah. Does absolute evil exist? That's what I want to know because that will tell me something. He says yes. Well, Betty, there are several schools of philosophy on the matter. <laughs> he says uh, yes, and part of part of you is one hundred percent evil. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Sex Panther. Sixty percent of the time, every time. That's right. Part of you is one hundred percent evil. I'm going to need the percentage <laughs> on what part of her is one hundred percent evil. Wow. We'll go with 60%. I like that. We'll just go with that. Wow. He says you are caked in it. Well, that's weird, but okay. Betty goes and scrubs like Cassie and Euphoria. That's what my notes <laughs> It was t- timely reference. Yeah. <laughs> that episode must have come out around the time I watched this. <laughs> but she scrubs down like Cassie and Euphoria. And that's everybody knows what I'm talking about. Wow. Um, uh, that means you give yourself a good scrub. Uh, she calls Glenn and he says, that's not the trash bag killer. What are you talking about? And I, and again, it's this weird world we're living in right now. Uh, to hospital pop says, don't sell the diner for my soul. Lou will use it to collect lost souls that come there. So he'll get a bunch of souls if he gets the diner. That was his trick. I mean, he is mm-hmm. a good businessman. So Veronica calls Lou with a counter proposal. Offers a different soul. We don't know what she's talking about this time. Uh, Jug talks to him. He's not going to sell a soul for this Lou interview. Why? I don't know why he wants an interview. But uh, Lou says, well, one, okay, you can get, you have tr- two choices here. You can either get the interview and success, but never write again. 
Or... Or get mind-blowing devil tell-all, which you have to keep it a secret. But you'll have your creative juices back. So I'll tell you a bunch of stuff you can't talk about, and you're going to want to, but you'll have creative juices. Or interview a success once, never right again. So he says, uh, interview first, decision after. And I like that his typewriter is all duct tape back together for the previous episode. Yeah. The, all the Sam and Diane nonsense where they almost <laughs> killed each other. She wrecked his typewriter and he duct taped it back together. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. So then I was very happy and excited to see return of a long lost character here that is the soul that Veronica is willing to give up. It's good old Nick St. Clair. Darling Back. Nicky St. Clair. Oh. He's a senator now. This senator oh. St. Clair. Of course he is. Oh, great. Well, this actor that was, I remember him on The, the Good Wife. He played the son on there. He's a good, uh, he's perfect for Riverdale. They they use him well, I think. You know. uh, then we get, the interview's over. Jug interviewed him. Universe's mysteries revealed. He knows everything, so. He's like, I got to publish it. I got to do it. So he does it. Not even thinking about the consequences. At the, at the casino, yep, Senator Nick is married. Well, whatever happens in Babylonia stays in Babylonia. And she's like, Veronica is like trying to schmooze him here to get his soul. She wants to know his well, we kind of we, we glossed over why Veronica's desperate here. Yeah, what? It's because Reggie sold her soul. Yeah, that's right. That's in what the, I couldn't his, make heads or tails. In the notes. best yeah. prank yet. Oh, he yeah. sold his It's wife. a hilarious <laughs> prank. You're never going to believe this. This is so good. Right. So Veronica's on the hook thanks to Reggie. So Veronica's got to get get the, the, yeah. the contract to someone else. So she's going to put it on to Nick St. Clair, which is perfect. So she's getting him to list his sins. You know, he's like, he doesn't pay taxes, he drinks and drives. You know, several times a week, three hit and runs. He has harassments, affairs. Lou's like, I'll, I love it. I'll take this guy. He's great. So, actually, this is this is when we find out. I think because she thought she was saving Reggie, but they find out it was her soul that mm. was doing. So now she's ticked. But, that uh reggie did that then we get that's reggie (laughs) yep so (laughs) like this entire episode from the get-go they really tried to paint him as a terrible terrible guy reggie oh yeah yeah i have here that the tbk killer talks as hal question mark i don't know i don't remember exactly what happened there but uh, back to the casino, Reggie says Lou didn't want his soul. And Veronica's like, well, I didn't sign a contract. And he's like, uh, you know those weekly invoices, zoinks. <laughs> and the lights flicker again. So, renegotiation? How about Alice? So... The Associated Press picks up Jug's story and 
His agent begs to have him back. He's like, yeah, I want you right now. I think I'll work. At Pops, Jim, the poor guy, he wants to wash some dishes for some soup. And uh, Tabitha says, no need. So then we get Raphael. So this is an, is this an angel or what is this? Uh, Tells her the diner's cool but crude, I know. Yeah, diner's going to be in a battle and he gives her holy water. I think I I read, I think it was holy water at this point. I don't know whether it ends up being there. (laughs) So Veronica offers Thunder money for a donation. Just sign here. So she gets, then she says, stop. Don't do it. She feels bad. She can't do it to her. He's not as awful as Reggie. Yeah. So Jug can't even type a dark and stormy night. He can't even type that. Easiest, most typical opening line. He can't even type that. He's worthless now. But he's going to have fame. Uh, Trashback Killer says, Betty is the whore of Babylon. Polly is in hell too. Betty's like, no way. And then we hear Polly's voice coming out of the Trashback Killer. Maybe. Betty stabs him with scissors a lot. And then cuts off his mask. Expect I was expecting like her own face or something, you know, it's because everything was getting so weird. Instead, it's Glenn. It was Glenn. Hmm. What's happening? Jug wants to renege on the deal. He says, sure, sign here. Signs his soul away so he can get his writing skills back, I guess. So there's only three left on the list. I'm gonna marry the night I won't give up on my life I'm a warrior queen Live passionately tonight I'm gonna marry the night So Veronica performs at midnight She does Mama, Mama, marry the night Marry the night, yeah Marry the night Mama, Mama, marry the night So this is my thought this yeah. she only has a few hours left with a soul yeah on this earthly plane and she yeah. spends it choreographing a very complicated dance and like rehearsals and hey. she's she's accepted she's getting in the mood this is Mary the night this is her swan song performance yeah. I, this is I it. guess so I, I was all about it. I was like, this is the way it goes down. In the I show. thought this you was got... actually the best part of the episode. <laughs> this yeah, was, was the episode that I just really glossed over. Like it did not do much for yeah. me. That's why I stopped watching. Yeah. <laughs> I, I finished this episode. And I was like, I can take a break. <laughs> um, so then we get uh, Pops back at work. I was so pleased to hear that you'd accepted my offer, Tabitha. And how nice to see you on the men, Terence. I wanted him here. Well, we all need to sign anyway. Uh, Pops and Tabitha sign a contract to get, re- I guess, to get for the give him the diner. The bulldozers are coming tomorrow, the guy says. But before we do, I want to make sure that this contract is ironclad and that after we sign, my grandfather's soul is free and clear forever 
cross my heart and hope to die. Terrence, will you get us started? So they said, let's have a milkshake. Oh, they're tricking us. Mm. Sure. Does it taste good? What will you do with Pops now? The bulldozers will be here in the morning. If this is Pops last night, then I want a milkshake to remember it by. Delightful idea. Make enough of three. Come on and I thought, oh, they put holy water in it. But no, now I remember seeing my notes, it was not holy water. Do you remember what it was, Cliff? Was it the... It Maple was... syrup! <laughs> <laughs> it was... He wishes. The... It was tears, tears that the Virgin Mary shed at the crucifixion. <laughs> of course it was. It wasn't just yeah. holy water. What, what else would it be? I mean, it was actual tears. How does it taste? The Virgin Mary shed the crucifixion. And it'll off. Oh, well, yeah. That would be the secret ingredient I added. What secret ingredient? Tears. At the Virgin Mary shed at the crucifixion. Pop pearls. Pops is <laughs> consecrated ground in, right? It's holy. Uh, yeah. It's a holy place. So he <laughs> hurls. He throws that up. I don't care whose tears are in it. I don't want to drink it. we have consumed the tears as well, we are now protected by their holy properties. Good idea. Oh, yes. About that. It's liberals. <laughs> I forgot people do drink drink liberal tears. I guess. Uh, anyway, pops boots him out. Get the hell out of our town. Consecrated now. Get the hell out of here. Um, so Jug starts typing, and he types Jug, and he types Jughead Jones is damned for all eternity. No mistakes. He smiles. <laughs> he can he can write again. Betty's in front of the, the fire in a rocking chair, of course, and the FBI calls to ask about Glenn because. Oh yeah, that's it. She's the only one that can know where did, he is. Did, well, She's didn't a... she? <laughs> Glenn is under the floor floorboard. Yeah, she buried him under the under the house or something. <laughs> this what? This show. Like, and the know. call, the, the the agent who called was Agent Foster, oh. going along with the uh, yeah. Silence of the Lambs motif we've been following. Oh, agent yeah. Foster. So, Veronica says she made a new deal with Cypher for a weekly skin. Reggie says, you beat the devil. Of course she did. It's Veronica, you know. Uh, there's a knock at the door. It's for you, Reggie. And she says, remember signing the liquor delivery this morning? 
go or he'll drag you out like a little bitch. Then we get the jug dub. If Rivervale is going to be the final battleground for good versus evil, is any soul safe? And you see the Riverdale sign. They're doing this a lot. It says, this time it says, welcome to Rivervale, a hell of a town. Oh, hell of a so that was 98 hell of a town so, so not now, not the not the peak of this but not, oh, no. you know it's had its moments playing groundwork here so now we got chapter 99 what, what's it called the witching hour and this hours. is this is like again this isn't solid gold but i gotta tell you it was this, some good uh it was like me feeding crow to any doubters out there from four seasons ago that dare doubt my theory <laughs> that Cheryl was a dad blamed witch. So this was the probably the most hyped, the most like out, you know, the most newsworthy, you know, with, with Kiernan Chipka showing up as Sabrina. This was I saw a lot of press releases, I saw a lot of articles written about it, like, oh, they're finally crossing over. So this was supposed to be the payoff for, for all of this. And, uh, let's see. <laughs> the doors open into Thornhill. We get Jug and an ascot. Would you look at the time? It's 7 a.m. And the women of Thornhill, past and present, are waking up across the decades. In the here and now, Cheryl Blossom wakes up from a dreamless sleep. As 65 years ago, Poppy Blossom stirs awake in the same room, in the same bed. And while further back still, Abigail Blossom opens her eyes to meet the day. Three Blossom women, one story, echoing across time, burning as bright and eternal as a comet's tail in the night sky. Thornhill's haunted by ghosts, Memories, curses, perhaps all three. We're going to get 7 a.m. on this day, 65 years apart, three different times throughout this episode. Three different timelines. Um, we get the now, Cheryl wakes up. Then we get 1957, 65 years ago, Poppy Blossom in the same room waking up she's got a fringe she did the style at the time oh man she was styling and then 1892 65 years before that we get abigail so and, i did i tried to do a little math here yeah in that 1892 the civil war ended in 1865 yeah 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 i, I noticed that was a slight discrepancy <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're in the 1890s and the civil war is still going go strong hey it's river vale baby <laughs> going strong okay that was ridiculous i totally agree <laughs> uh they all have little touches different because of the time differences you know but it's so funny because this show thrives on never having you be able to feel comfortable what what the time it is what what decade what style because they could do anything yeah. so i thought it funny they were trying to specifically have styles 
It's like, no, you guys have already screwed that all up. You know, but uh, the 50s one yeah, has like everything a, looks like the 50s. Like, yeah, you can't it, say, look, now it's the 50s. Yeah, it's always that's their style. Is the 50s. Well, so, they, they did so put, now when they put it back in the 50s, they, they put a, got like a big makeup case. Yeah. They put a hat on all the actors throughout the show. Whenever it's the 1950s, they all wear hats. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. So, so we're, we're tracking Bailey's Comet, right? That's what it comes every 65 years. So that's, yes. what's, that's what's delineating our timelines here. We're, waiting, right. on, we're waiting on Bailey's Comet. Bailey's Comet. You got it. Okay. So the students can watch it, which the students today and the students in the past wear the same uniform. <laughs> <laughs> that light with the halter t- thing or whatever, but oh, that was fun. Uh, but Cheryl, Mistress Blossom, will she's not gonna be able to go watch go up on the North Hill and watch it tonight because she's gonna be doing certain rituals, think, think, to help Nana transition to the afterlife. Which, where this goes, I did not expect. I was not, I didn't see this coming. You know, but and you'll but, expect even less that it still matters yeah later yeah so okay. th- this episode is important it's not a lot of these are what if stories so yeah. this was this is one you need to key in on on, on certain plot lines that are still going to impact latter episodes also I, so I, before we go any further i just want to point out i love the fact that when you quote something now you do the dink dink yeah, I do that for he's, you. He started doing it sarcastically to make yeah. fun of you, and now he's just incorporated. No, it's always no, it's ingrained. I only do it when I'm around Cliff, and I do. It. Uh, let's see. Are you sure Roseanne Blossom reads about Poppy? They read about Poppy. Yeah, um, Poppy meets with Tabitha. Gives her some herbs to poison her husband. Not, it's not Tabitha. It's the Tabitha in the past. Right. So she was Tammy. I'm sorry, Tammy. She gives her herbs to poison her husband so she can. I love these 50s names too. But, uh, anyways, then we get all the way back to Abigail and we got TT there. She's Thomasina. She had um, pox when she was a babe. Uh, they both still, did. She's, oh, yeah, still a babe. Um, She's hired. She's from Greendale. I've, that didn't seem to matter, but they put that detail in, and I appreciate yeah. it. Um, and then everything's clicking, so now the candles are lighting in each timeline, and they kind of grin like, we got it. The spell's working. We're, we're cooking. Uh, back from commercial, we got a- Abby. Abigail te- teaches etiquette in that timeline, a very woman's work type thing. You gotta learn your manners tt comes walking in nope it's comet time we're doing some different stuff we gotta teach them man stuff uh they've got all the power well then we get in the 50s poppy seed blossom <laughs> that's her middle name poppy yeah. seed blossom all right ladies if you could please take your seats so, for this week's salon, I was thinking maybe we discuss Bailey's Comet, which I just read will be passing over our little town later this year. What do we think? Uh, having a little tea party with Bitsy, which is Bitsy a, a nickname for Betty. Yeah. Uh, Tammy is Tabitha. We should have a viewing party set up on the roof of Pops. That's a swell idea, Tammy. 
Though I can't imagine Jack would be very interested in a comment. Oh, by the way, Poppy, guess who's working the diner's register these days? Curious timing, this comment. Didn't the Soviets just launch Sputnik? Wait, is that the missile I keep hearing about? It's the Russian space satellite, Velma, for spying on us Americans. You're absolutely right, Bitsy. Can they really do that? Oh, by the way, did you hear? Wendy Weatherby was just arrested for conspiracy. No. Yes. Wendy's as red-blooded American as the rest of us. Well, apparently now she's just red. My question is, are our children safe at school? Ladies, ladies, no need to fret. My opinion is, if people discuss their different ideas in the privacy of their own homes, well, what's the harm? Poppy seed blossom. Do you really mean that? I truly do. I suppose I'm just not a fan of witch hunts of any kind. Um, Bitsy's not happy with Jack, which is Jughead, and she can't get a divorce. And he wants to have another kid, and she didn't know she wants one. And... Thank you for letting me stay behind, Poppy. I promise I won't take up too much of your time. Oh, poo, Bitsy. Time spent with you is always the highlight of my week. But what's going on? The truth is I'm not happy in my marriage, Poppy. I've wondered. Jack thinks the answer is to have another child. Even though my first pregnancy was... Will you remember how hard that was on me? Have you considered divorce? Divorce? Jack? No, I couldn't, Poppy. Jack's Catholic. Well, maybe it's just about not getting pregnant right now. Have you ever looked into birth control? Oh, I could possibly ask Dr. Curdle for something like that. Not to worry. I have just the thing. Uh, tells her to get birth control, but she can't ask Dr. Curdle for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a little Dr. Curdle call out. Which and... implies witchcraft is less creepy than Dr. Yeah. Curdle. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, okay, let's do witchcraft rather than going to this weird doctor. That, yeah. That's just an important uh, baseline to establish. Take the special ginger root from my garden. A few flakes every day in the morning will make sure you don't start baking a bun in the oven. Poppy, I'm so grateful to you for listening and understanding. What would I do without you? And then Abigail and Thomasina make out. Mm. Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get that's kissing cousins. That's not right. Yeah, that threw me off because that's I the know, first time we've seen but that. But it's a different, different timeline, different rules. It's Bitsy. So, it's Lesbians weren't as picky back in the 1950s. Oh my! What the, what the devil am I doing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Poppy. Oh, Bitsy, Bitsy, everything's fine. Nothing bad happened. Everything will work out. You'll see. Okay. Okay. Uh, Poppy and Velma, Veronica, she wants to spice things up with her with the Mister. Uh, she gives her a copy of Kama Sutra. It's the bee's knees, mm -hmm. and also gives her a little sprinkle for her husband. A little sprinkle of something. So, Abby and Thomasina did it. They they definitely did it, and they woke up. And uh, 
Knock at the door. It's Constable Kevin Keller. Oh, man. Actually, Kirk. Kirk Keller in this timeline. He's looking for TT because she's a murderess. And Abby's like, Abigail's like, go away. We have the pox. And she, <laughs> she lets out this horrendous cough as she does it. <laughs> I yeah. was just like, where in the world did that come from? Uh, then we get a knock at the door in the 50s timeline, and it's Jack and Bitsy. Bitsy spilled the beans about kissing on Poppy, and Jug tells Jack tells her to butt out or I'll kill you. Quit talking to my wife. She doesn't like you. And Bitsy's like, yeah, you were confused or whatever. <laughs> so then we get uh we find out about TT, Thomasina. She was in an arranged marriage. He beat her, and it was gonna be him or her, so he, she killed him. And Abigail says, stay with me forever, you know. So in the now with Cheryl and Nana, Britanna comes in. Uh, Britta, you know, she comes yeah. in. What's the secret? And Nana's like, let the child stay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Britta gets to hang. Uh, then we get poppy in the 50s reggie and the bros are mad about their wives and they come come there and yes probably when they had hats on like you're saying yeah. to tell you what time it is you know um want want poppy to leave rivervale kirk keller warns her that she knows what he does for a living and I, this time we didn't know what he did i was like what's this threat so and back in the civil war after effects when it was still like pocket battles apparently (laughs) (laughs) finn fogarty soldier shows up he has news of abigail's brother james was killed and he has a letter from him it says dying wish for you to marry me i was like it only took me 30 years to get here and get this (laughs) (laughs) it says war makes men strange bedfellows (laughs) yeah uh TT's like, he probably forged it. I was like, like, yep. So back in the 50s, Poppy is at Pops, which is very fitting. Poppy's at Pops. And the whole town doesn't like her. Tammy's like, like, uh, what do you want? What did she order, Cliff? Tammy waited on her. The whole town's sitting there hating on her. But she orders her dinner. What's she order? Oh, gosh. This is when uh, and Tammy tells her it's to go. She wants to take, she's not allowed to eat there. <laughs> well, she's asked her. Yeah. But what did she order? I don't remember what she ordered. Was it pancakes? No. <laughs> you, can to go. you can get those to go. We know that. They have a to-go <laughs> box special. They had boxes for those. I need 95 cold pancakes. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that would have been fun. No, she orders... A patty melt with a side of coleslaw and a glass of buttermilk, her usual. I do remember well, the patty melt now that you said that. Yeah. I, I, ugh, the glass of buttermilk got me because yeah, I remember gross. I have flashbacks of accidentally pouring myself glasses of that repeatedly at my grandparents. Just kept <laughs> grabbing the jug of milk, pouring it, and spitting it in the sink because it was awful. 
Um, she's like, I think I'll eat here. So she eats there. Even though, and Jughead, I mean, Jack and Bitsy get up and leave. And they've got their little girl with them. Um, so she pushed it too far. Here comes Kirk. You're a subversive, he calls her. And a, Nazi, a, co- a communist sympathizer. Mm, so it's not that's true. Right. Not true. Back in the fur past, we get Abby and TT find evidence against Phineas Fogarty, and uh, they got, well, I mean, really pretty blatant evidence. We got a, a wax seal for the, the blossom blossoms. Family. We got yeah. a forgery practice. <laughs> we have uh, objects of the occult. Though. Oh, man. TT says he's not just a scoundrel, he's a warlock. Wow. Then they find something real, real weird. Death portraits. portraits. Pictures of the dead. That he sat up in chairs after he's killed him or whatever. So old, he old comes time, in. Old, olden times were weird. You know. Take <laughs> I don't them. think they really took. Yeah, they did they really, really take did, those. Sitting in a chair? Yeah, they would I, prop. That actually does sound familiar. They would prop up the dead bodies. Sometimes they would, yeah. you know paint eyes on their eyelids oh yeah that's yeah, people that they would pose with them and not stuff. everything's just a weird uh riverdale episode yeah. <laughs> some, some of it's real life some of it's real life it's hard to tell so, what's what so he comes in the door holding an axe women i'm back with supper go get oh he goes upstairs yeah, finds them. yeah i got it i got pancakes to go um <laughs> What would it have been there? Pops Pub or uh, mm. something like that. Yeah. Um, we got we get up there. He catches him. She's got a knife. Tries to kill him or whatever. He he holds the axe to her neck to Thomasina's neck and tells uh, Poppy. I mean Abigail. She's got to go to town. Get the vicar to marry us. While I lock this saucy sapphic winch in the chapel (laughs) (laughs) oh is there any other kind of sapphic winches um so back in the 50s kirk says oh i see here you went to russia that's yeah that's not great evidence you know that yeah you shouldn't have went to russia if you're you know yeah not in the 1950s but that happens, and we know it does because we saw the Queen's Gambit, and she says, "I was in a chess tourney." <laughs> I was like, "What?" A, I hope Kirk watched the Queen's Gambit; he might buy that. <laughs> um, so then he says, uh, "You read banned books and use contraceptives, which is wow. No, there's no getting around it. Sign this confession and admit you're a commie." Let's see what this. I think they say something about Sputnik too. I don't know. So here we go. Confession. I poppy seed blossom. There's a pen laying over this, so I can't get every word. Having sympathetic views of communism and subversive something, confess to having unsegregated gatherings. Oh, because she was having the women over to talk Mm. about stuff where topics of communism and atheism and insurrectionism were discussed. I feel like we're going to get other people signing these. There's a lot of people signing these right now. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I confess to sharing subversive literature and other media, such as music, films, and something with these attending my gatherings. I confess to sharing uh, alien substances with so those in attendance. I confess to interfering with the nuclear <laughs> I confess to sharing knowledge and devices which would interfere with the holy union of marriage and a wife's duties to her husband. I confess to listening to jazz music. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I confess to not being able to recite the Pledge of Allegiance. I confess to traveling to Russia. Russia. I confess to reading Das Kapital and other writings of Karl Marx. I didn't know about the jazz music and the Pledge of Allegiance. She deserves everything she gets. <laughs> wow. So we want her to sign that. She's like, I'm doing this for womankind. But Bitsy shows up. Yeah, she's talking to her. She's like, I'm pregnant. But it's exactly what Jack and I need right now, you know. And she's like, no, you. I thought we talked about this. Nine months later, we jumped nine months. Yeah. She's been in that cell. Right. So nine months after Bitsy left, Jack comes to the jail to get Poppy. Because she's getting ready. Bitsy's going to have this baby. So... Also, at this same time, this this is where they lost me. This is where they lost me. Because I thought it was all about being the night of the comet. And it was all the same day or whatever. So so how, maybe I'm just missing something. But this is nine months later. Uh, Abigail. Okay, back in the far past, Abigail's getting ready to marry. So that would have been the same day for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not nine months later. Pop, Poppy visits Bitsy for the birth. Poppy's delivering the baby. The comet comes. It's a baby girl. Baby girl comet. What was his name? Bailey? I guess it could be a girl. Um, Poppy gives Betty something for when the time is right. Bitsy gives Bitsy something for when the time is right. Um, one of them substances. Then in the 1800s, we get... Fang says, or Finn says, Abigail, come fill your wifely duties. She, and she kills him in. with an axe. Yeah. She bursts in, kills him with an axe, and finds Thomasina posed as a death portrait. And he gets up after being slaughtered with an <laughs> axe, which I guess he's a warlock. It's yes. a warlock thing to do. They can at least get up once. So he gets up, comes in there. And the comet comes and he curses her to be unloved and alone. And then he dies. And then Kirk in the fifties takes Polly from the birth birthing time and takes her for house arrest at Thornhill. So she's got to stay there too. Yeah. They promised if she went that she wouldn't have to go back to that cell. Yeah. And then, after the birth or whatever they're they're like they handcuff her again and they're like she's like but you promised and he says yeah. you're going on house arrest yep and bitsy poisoned jack see that one year later then 
Oh, really? Okay. Then we get a doorbell rings in our time, and Nana says, "Is she finally here?" It's well, we've all been we've all been waiting to hear. Oh, Is she yeah. finally here? This was at the fifty-minute mark of the episode. I I checked. <laughs> so after all the hype. We got less than 10 minutes of Sabrina. Uh, we did get a wind machine yeah. and Season of the Witch blaring. Yeah, that, well, so that was good. Good intro all around. Look what the black cat drug in, Cheryl says. Anything for a fellow witch? Huh? This is where I was, uh, I wrote here something about pat myself on the back and all this that type of stuff. Oh, uh, then um, they go up to Nana and... Nana, Britta, there's someone I'd like you to meet. Hey, ladies. What's happening? Sabrina is a dear old friend, and she's come here to help us with our little ceremony. How do you know each other? Oh, we have a lot of mutual friends, share a lot of the same interests. Sabrina explains Our covens they, are in the same they, softball league. Our covens are in the same softball league. Sabrina is the first person who told me about performing a transference. Yes. We're going to do the indeed. transference. My cousin Ambrose spell. taught me how to do it. Essentially, a transference is a very tricky spell that can only be performed on a night of great cosmic significance. Like tonight, with Bailey's Comet approaching. Speaking of, it's nearly time. Britannia, we witches must spell cast alone. Do you mind? And tell they tell Britannica get out of there. Britannica. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Let's begin. Our flesh and blood are but a cage that withers as we wear our age. But heart, there is a way to switch. To willing souls with one So, there, I was going to write the words down, but I didn't. But I did write down the part where they exchange spirits new and old. Okay. So, Finn's curse is broken that he put on Abigail. Which lets, I'm going to explain this, lets Abigail go. Which is I Nana. had to rewind the last five minutes. Okay. Because I didn't, I didn't. I just paused it. it because I was writing okay. it down as I was doing it. Yeah, I was a little confused by what the the hopscotch was here. The transference. How do you feel, Abigail? Free. At long last. Fenn's curse is broken. Let go, Abigail. Let go and finally be at peace. Reunite with your dearest Thomasina. <laughs> Happy sad endings are the best. Did Nana Rose pass, Mistress Cheryl? I'll take this one. Nana Rose's body did die, but not before we transferred her soul into... Mistress Blossom's body? Yes, and vice versa. It was a classic body swap, Freaky Friday style. But you should know this, there was no Cheryl. Not really, or there was, but 
she was also Poppy. And before that, she was Abigail Blossom. So Cheryl and Poppy and Abigail were all the same person. Yes. They were all the same person. So beginning with the Civil War curse of Abigail. Yes. So yes. she so they were all Abigail all the time. Okay. And Nana Rose is just Nana Rose. Right? In yeah. this moment. Yeah. So I don't understand. When the warlock Fen Fogarty died, he cursed Abigail with immortality. To hide that fact, she created the persona of Poppy Blossom, then Cheryl Blossom, so that no one would suspect the truth. But Abigail was forever haunted by the loss of her first true love, Thomasina. She wanted more than anything to be reunited with her. The only way to do that was to move her soul into a body no longer meant to be in this world. And tonight, that's what we did. The soul that once inhabited this body, Abigail's soul, has moved on to a peaceful eternity in the sweet hereafter. And now I, Roseanne Blossom, can once again enjoy my precious youth. And Cheryl, Poppy, Abigail, she's really dead? No. No. There is no death for witches. Only transformation. I mean, I died and came back. Abigail was a witch? She was. As was Thomasina. Which we can definitely talk you through. But how about we do it over a milkshake at Pops? They do the curse. Oh, I, I mean, before the curse. But then they do the curse, and now they Freaky Friday and put Abigail back, you know, into this old body and took Nana Rose and put her in Cheryl's body. Right? That's how I took it. Yes, that's what happened. Now, the, now Cheryl is, Nana Rose is in Cheryl. And there was no Cheryl. Cheryl was, was Abigail. Yeah. Poppy was Abigail. Yeah. So it was now Nana... Abigail was in Nana Rose, and they she goes off to die. And Nana gets to be young again. So yes. Yeah. Yes. He gets two good eyes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like the twenty-something witch Sabrina Spellman visiting Rivervale from the neighboring township of Greendale summed it up perfectly. Happy sad endings are the best. Enough said. And then we see that Abigail gets to go. She's in the graveyard with Thomas and gets to live happily ever after. I don't know how that works. But... And then Jug comes and says, happy sad endings are the best. And we get the Riverdale sign again. And this time it says, welcome to Rivervale, 1673. There be witches here. <laughs> <laughs> so... This has to be the most Cheryl per square inch we've ever had, right? I mean, she was in pretty much every scene of this episode. Yeah. 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 So this like is a her full chance to do it all. Of Cheryl. Yeah. So can't go wrong with that, right? Yeah. It was a, uh, yeah. There's a lot of good Cheryl in that. We got more to come, and I, for one, can't wait. 
So we hope you will join us back when we talk about Riverdale one more time. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. That's us. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.